as I as I got into the inner the first vestibule thing, there was like this girl like she looked like she had been crying, and she just looked like in a bad spot. And when I went to check in, there was a guy in socks and sandals and uh, mesh shorts, and he just looked creepy. And he was checking in, but he goes over to the lady. He's like, they need to talk to you for some reason. And then he kind of walks outside. And as I'm checking in, they talk to the crying lady, and the guy, like, the the clerk kind of waits for the guy to leave, and he's like, are you safe? Do you want me to call the cops? And she's like, can I give you a code word? And, And if I don't feel safe, I'll just call down and give you the code word. And I'm like... Jesus Christ! What this is the caution You're tape level of like we'll keep the light on. Before. <laughs> right, Matt just got but, there and he gets up. He's like, "I'd like to check out." Yeah, <laughs> but she, she yeah, I'm checking out. What room? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you haven't given it to me yet, but I'd like you to hurry up and give it to me so you can also check me right out of it. She goes, um, "I'll maybe I'll just say like the Wi-Fi is not working, and then that'll be the code word." And I was first like, why are we doing this code word thing, period? But when I got to my room, my Wi-Fi wasn't working. I was like, I'm not calling down there and telling them that. Like, this is, uh, I don't need the, the cops swatting my room. Gentlemen? Uh, that's me. Supposing you are uh, the the Lay's Ship Corporation, or uh, maybe let's <laughs> right. say uh, you are Charles Frederick Lay, and in 1821 you invented the potato or whatever it is you did, and uh, chopped it up real thin, fried it up, people said, holy shit, C.F. Lay, you... <laughs> This thing fucking rules. What are you going to do <laughs> next week? <laughs> if you're Charles Frederick Lade, you'd be like, oh, I got to come up with some kind of carrot soup or like a, maybe right. a upside down cake. Or th- no, 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 no. You take the potato. You chop it up real thin. You do the exact same thing. You just put a little different flavor powder on it. This is chili cheese <laughs> potato chips. This is salt and vinegar potato chips. Pickle flavored. Can't you just keep going? I am Charles Frederick Lay. Now, this is my kind of episode. We're do, we are going to do chip flavors, right? That is me. Good chip flavors? You, you come up with an idea, and then you just do it over and over, and you tweak it a little bit every time. It's the same core idea. Your brain gets to rest. You get a, your brain is out on an island just relaxing, sipping a mojito or something. <laughs> you just put a little bit of that flavor Here's dust on Here's the thing, there. Grant. You're... You're going to want to go to some other topic, I'm sure. But can we talk about chips for a second? Yes. Because literally today I was, and don't ask me why I was thinking about this, but I was thinking about, remember those chips in the like late 90s, early 2000s that made everybody shit their pants? They were like, it's going to be cholesterol free. And then they had like, and it was like, uh, Alestra. Anal seepage or something was like one of the, yes. They were made with silicon lube. Yes. That's that's the thing you could tell kids. Remember, remember when the entire uh, country was eating chips that made them shit themselves? <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> Still didn't change uh, it. If it ain't broke, don't chop something else up and fry it. Mm-hmm. 
I guess what I mean to say, Grant, is this going to be the version of your episode that makes us shit ourselves? Uh, we will find out as in the time it takes for your digestive system to run its course. That's when uh, that's when we're going to scratch off this lottery ticket and see if you scratched off anal seepage. Uh, mm-hmm. Because this is a grand episode. Three toilets with lightning bolts mean that you got diarrhea. <laughs> uh, this is a grand episode, which means it's probably very similar to the last several grand episodes. And guess what? You're right. It is. We're going to talk about wacky old TV shit. But in this case, putting a little bit of that sour cream and onion flavor powder Ooh. on it. So it's like it's a whole new thing. Sour cream and wacky shit. We're going to be going back. <laughs> We're going to be studying a lost art. And that lost art is the art of Ninjutsu? The made for TV movie. And we're oh, going to be going back you. to the heyday of the made-for-TV movie, the 1970s. Okay. Between 1970 and 1979 inclusive, ABC produced 453 made-for-TV movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> wow. And you were the only one of us alive in the 70s. Do you remember this time? Oh, fondly. Yes. From 78 to 79. When made-for-TV movies roamed the, roamed the world. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're not going to be even covering Ben's beloved era of the 70s. We're just looking at the early uh. 70s. I didn't even get through the early 70s and had enough material. 450 in nine years. So this is part one, is what you're saying. 50 a year, one a week. There's something about a made-for-TV movie that was like, hey, movies are special. We snuck one in just for you. It was the pizza, <laughs> <laughs> was the pizza party of your TV shows. Like, uh, uh, no, 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 no TV today. We're doing movie on TV. Even knowing it was about a brother who comes home after being lost. You're it's like, uh, like uh, <laughs> you, you flip your Pez dispenser head and caviar comes out. Well. Mm. <laughs> Except in this case, it's poorly produced caviar. <laughs> but as a kid, I had the same reaction to opening a Pez dispenser and seeing caviar in there mm-hmm. as I did when it's like, hey, for TV movie, what the fuck is happening? Why isn't the A-team on? Mm-hmm. Ah, That's what I shout at every sucks. Pez dispenser. So what I've noticed... Why isn't in, the A-team on? In these, uh, yes. <laughs> it's Snoopy. Why isn't the A-team on? Anyway. Yep. Uh, I've noticed in a lot of these uh, made-for-TV movies, there's a lot of... Uh, exploitation kind of stuff and also it's like i don't know if it's just because it's the 70s and this is kind of the ethos of movie making at the time but like or maybe it's just they're letting the writers do whatever they want because it's on tv and they don't care and they're not they're they're all going to be low budget uh and poorly produced and made but they let the writers just do whatever the hell they want. There are no Hollywood endings in these uh, made-for-TV movies. It's always, like, darkest ending possible. It's always the twist that wow. the writer wants and that no producer ever wants. Uh, nice. So it's lots of interesting writing, but very generally poorly produced. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, we're going we're gonna to do a similar exercise to the past in which I state a title. You guys guess what the title is about. I chastise you for being wrong, or I embrace you lovingly if you are correct. <laughs> I'm waiting for that embrace. And then we move on to the next one until we've uh, wasted 30 or 40 minutes of your life and our lives and uh, all the electricity we're using to accomplish <laughs> this. And, you know, it's 
big uh, fucking waste of time anyway, but we're going to move on. Let's get excited. We're not wasting time. Woo. Carter's Army, 1970. What the hell Say is that again? about? Carter's, what? Carter's Carter. Army. All right. This is about a lovable uh, ragamuffin, uh, like a street urchin, who's part of Carter's Army. Uh, a bunch of them, and uh, it's, a, it's a gang of street merchants, and this is about a guy who's got to exterminate them. <laughs> Puts out glue traps. That's it. <laughs> Catches children in glue traps. I know what this is about. Uh, this is about, yes. in 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one can help, if you, and if you find them, maybe you can hire... Carter's army. Wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong, 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 who says that I'm wrong, wrong, wrong about wrong, wrong, this. Wrong, 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 you are dumb. <laughs> Matt, you have any ideas? Ben, you, ben, you didn't even incorporate any street Now a commercial for Grant's powder. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I, I do fear a... Much too long uh, song about being None wrong, but the fact is, since, since since I'm going to be right, I don't fear that. Uh, so Carter's Army, it's a prequel. It's the like source material for Coach Carter, mm. which I think is a thing. Uh, and since a I don't actually know what that is, I think Coach Carter is about a coach of a ragtag uh, inner city team of sports players, and the kids are his army, and even though they fought. Racism and underfundedness—they <laughs> came out on top. Uh, Matt's the closest. Uh, this is about a—it's about a squad or platoon or some kind of army group in World War II, run by mm. quote a redneck officer who is in charge of an, a squad of all black troops. Uh oh! And it was later released on Uh-oh. video as uh, Black Brigade. Edwards Army. <laughs> and I believe it stars Richard Pryor and uh, Billy Dee Williams. So, there you go. Carter's Army. I can't believe that that later got turned into the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Small tweak. Uh, change World War II to Mexico. Change racism to alienism. <laughs> Let's move on. The Love War. 1970. Aired on ABC. All of these air on ABC. It's a period piece from uh, one of those like uh, British-French kind of wars back in the day, <laughs> the War of the Roses, and then the War of the Tudors, and then there was like the Love War was somewhere in there, and it's about some, you know, there's a lot of great costumes and guys with white powdered faces and black uh, moles on their faces, and some lady gets knocked up. <laughs> This is about how the summer of love turns uh, to violence as they move from LSD to speed and the Hells Angels get involved. Uh, and it's about uh, culminating, it culminates with the Altamont concert with the Rolling Stones. Okay. With That's the, what happened. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. The love war. I'm pretty sure this is about like two warring societies who have put aside their differences, but the generals can't stop and they keep being nicer to each other, but tactically so <laughs> until there's a one-upsmanship of being nice to each other. 
sending nice things, saying nice things, visiting each other, falling in love, starting a life together. It's uh, it's a cold war of hot passion. <laughs> Corey is the closest, Fuck yeah. and therefore he does not get kicked in the nuts. Yeah. Uh, the other team, I'm sorry. Two warring planets each want to take over Earth. So they decide to send combatants disguised as humans down to Earth to fight to the death, uh, with the winner getting the planet. The last surviving combatant has, unfortunately, fallen in love with one of these human Earth ladies. Mm. Then the woman pulls out a space gun and shoots him in the face. She's the last remaining combatant of the other side, and Earth is doomed. Oh, oh my god, this is ripped right shit. out of Romeo and Juliet. It's just like where yeah, she shoots the, him in the face at the end. The space so close gun, to learning a lesson. Humanity so being learning a exterminated. Uh just like it. Was it yeah. Was it being called the love war itself a a twist or a misdirection? Like <laughs> where's the love? I, don't I guess know, they're I trying to understand. Oh, it's about the love story between this guy and the human lady, the alien and the human, and then he's gonna be like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't take over Earth. Wrong. Space gun. <laughs> You've been zapped. <laughs> You've been zapped. That was the. That's where the that famous catchphrase comes from. That's where that catchphrase comes. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that went on to be Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> it was remade as Sleepless in Seattle, and then as You've Got Mail. Um, next one. But I don't want to get married. Nineteen seventy. <laughs> this is this is a documentary. <laughs> this is an instructional manual shown at churches. <laughs> so it says you don't want to get married. Well, tough. Mm. God has other plans, Mary. Too bad. Turns out you're not a man. Without a penis, you can't make decisions or have logic. That's why you cry all the time and you're weak. <laughs> More of a 50s than a 70s, but... All right. This is about a ninja... Uh, who does not want to get married. Uh, so he takes on, he he does not stop taking on new assignments and new missions. And his wife, who is tenacious, or his w- bride-to-be, mm-hmm. sorry, uh, is very tenacious. And she shows up, she out-ninjas him. She shows up at his missions every time. He's creeping into a bedroom to assassinate, and she like, Pops out of the hamper and going, "Come on, when are you gonna marry me?" You know, and he's like, "Oh no, what am I gonna?" <laughs> Maybe this is better for a sitcom, okay. but they did it as a TV movie. Okay. I'm right. My nuts are spared this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm take my nut guard off here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can take my. I just threw my nut guard in the trash. Mm-hmm. I don't need it anymore. This is a period piece. It's about one of those wars from back in Britain and France days <laughs> around the War of the Roses and so forth. Yes. And, of course, back then you had the princess and the and the king and the, uh, there's all arranged marriages. And they were like, you got to marry the Archduke of Grand Warsaw so that our families can stop fucking each other's cousins. <laughs> and then she's like, but I don't want to get married. And then one of the ladies gets knocked up. And then they fuck the cousins anyway. Um, <laughs> Matt, I have good news for you. If you like getting your nuts obliterated because you lose, <laughs> Ben is the closest. Wait. Also, Corey, your nuts Wait, are Wait, did Corey go? This is a, a, a educational it was the film educa- shown it was in the back. The of, in the, yes. Yeah, he said it was. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, that's oh, what I thought. Yes. I thought, okay. I didn't think that was your no. whole pitch. Okay, sorry. Well, Ben no, didn't that think that it. because of how wrong it was. Corey, your nuts are destroyed. Woo! <laughs> From downtown. Uh, I can't believe Grant told me I was wrong and I doubled down. He's heating he's up. on fire. Uh, real simple ass premise. A widower meets a bunch of women who want to get married. That's it. So it's the whole thing. 
Who wants to get married in a show called But I Don't Want to Get Married? He doesn't want to get married, but all these he ladies do. He doesn't want do. to. They're all uh, after him. Probably he's a ninja. Uh, got a weird one here, although it did teach me a bit of uh, of history, or if you could call it that. Do not fold, spindle, or mutilate. That is the title of this made-for-TV movie spindle? that aired in 19... Spindle? It aired in 1971. I thought you were just going to say 19. Okay. I'm first going to just say the do not fold, spindle, or mutilate is something that you might put on a mail on a package uh, because That's of like how I you want it to thought. be handled. That is what I thought. And they're okay. close enough. I, I mean, you're close. Sort of. Great minds think alike. First of all, my nuts are safe. I just want to <laughs> put that out there. Surely that saves my nuts, Second, right? Second. <laughs> surely that's going to save my, my nuts. My nuts are good for it. You the, know this is about <laughs> my nuts are big and sweatily for their their safety. Hat I'm in good hand, for it. hat in hand. Yes. Yeah. Depends. Uh, my nuts are gonna say um, <laughs> this is about a laundromat. This is about a clothes washing mm-hmm. establishment. <laughs> um, Matt, you can go for the tie. Uh, no, you can't <laughs> because this is about should, this is about a group a group of brothers podcasting in a laundromat where Matt can't say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Do not do not fold, spindle, or mutilate. This is uh, one of the most popular '70s stories. It's about uh, it revolves around three single roommates: uh, Janet Wood, Chrissy Snow, and Jack Tripper, <laughs> who all platonically live together in a Santa mm-hmm. Monica apartment uh, owned by Stanley Roper and Helen Roper. Uh, it's okay. a classic uh, Who Done It, and uh, one of the ladies gets knocked up. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> the 18th thing again. Uh, <laughs> my ringtone for Grant. Now. Despite uh, being Three's Company. Uh, I thought you were going to do uh, wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> I, I know the Three's Company theme, and I thought it'd be funnier to do the 18th again. I don't think anyway. you do. I don't think you do. Come on, knock Come on our door. We've been waiting in. for you. Come and kick me in the nuts. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. <laughs> kick your nuts, too. There you go. All right. This movie, this is an educational film. Uh, Warning teens uh, against masturbation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say... <laughs> do not fold, spindle, or mutilate. Once again, Ben's nuts are saved. What? Only because there's a... Yeah! Maybe you could say there's some sort of anti-sex thing, and he had the do not fold. He had that. He was close with the, the title. Uh, four bored old ladies make a fake dating profile on a computer dating service. They set up a fake date with some weird loser, but when he gets there, the woman he thinks is his date is actually a random prostitute. When he discovers this later, he kills her. (laughs) Yeah! This is some writer's admission. Yeah, I knew it. So I I felt dirty after the hooker, so I killed her. The title refers to a phrase that was commonly printed on computer punch cards. Do not fold, spindle, or mutilate. Because if you did, they would become useless. Wait, so the guy was a computer? So she's dating a punch card? It took it takes a hell of a turn there. Where it really seems like it's like four wacky old ladies up to no good. Oh, we killed a prostitute. Holy shit. Remember that guy we set up on a date? He folded her, he spindled her, <laughs> and he mutilated her. Oh shit, the trifecta. <laughs> Call the F- cops. The FSM killer. Yep. <laughs> I got another one folded, spindled, and mutilated. And what's weird, the the synopsis goes on. That was my summary of it. But, like, the synopsis is like, well, so then they call the cops, obviously. But then they also personally investigate this guy who killed the... And then this, like, it puts them in danger. Of course. 
But they called the cops, oh, of course. All, it's it's one thing to be to like, do. well, we got to hide this, and but then we'll personally investigate it. They did both at the same time. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this next one, I'll give you three titles because it had three titles. If Tomorrow Comes, The Glass Hammer, and My Husband, The Enemy, 1971. It's a tricky one because those titles... <laughs> I don't know how you're supposed to triangulate it from those three titles. The second one, I don't even know what the hell it means. The Glass Hammer? Yeah. That's uh, this is a Norse mythology. It's like the it's a combination between Thor and Cinderella. They figured they'd get the Disney crowd. They figured they'd get the Norse crowd. Okay. Yeah. And then Big a lady Norse gets crowd. knocked up at the end. Big Norse crowd. And in the end, the lady is knocked up. Now, this is about a guy who uh, falls in love with a hooker, finds out she's a prostitute and a sex worker, and murders her. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, Tomorrow you comes. nailed it on the fucking head. For one of these, for one of these, I'll tell you which one soon. Right <laughs> after wait. you spread your legs for me. Anyway. <laughs> you got any ideas? Or? This is a vehicle for a mediocre comedian. Uh, he gets a job at a high school teaching the losers and uh, launches the career of John Travolta. Wrong. John Travolta was in a made-for-TV movie called The Boy in the Bubble uh, in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Not included in this yeah. episode. And so stop bringing up irrelevant Did you shit. hear that, nuts? You're safe. Your nuts are destroyed. <laughs> Your nuts are destroyed. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but that, see, no. that's what I'm telling them. I'm like, and you get to pet the rabbits just as grand. They're going to go through one of those Looney Tunes like assembly lines where random hammers are just pounding down on stuff. Uh, also, Corey, your nuts are fucked too. Matt, you're safe. Uh, this one, simple story of an American girl who marries a Japanese-American just before the attack on Pearl Harbor. What? Mm. Okay. My husband, the enemy. <laughs> okay, that part makes sense. Yes. That part I can get. If the tomorrow hammer, comes, maybe. If tomorrow comes, like, if tomorrow uh, comes, we're fucked because that's when they attack, <laughs> I guess. But, like, uh, no, I just I don't. Hammer. I just love the fact that I don't know if we, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but like made for TV movies, it's like, uh, terrible ideas and, and even, even worse ideas. I got an idea. <laughs> what if, what about a, a, guy, a Pearl Harbor prostitute killing? I loved every word. Make a movie out of it. Uh, just bring it back on Tuesday. Yeah. Well, maybe that maybe the glass hammer is a a function of the Japanese title, whereas like in America, it's just the glass hammer. But in Japan, it's like you know, <laughs> if tomorrow, tomorrow comes, we, the glass hammer bomb. will be my husband's enemy. It's one long <laughs> Japanese title. <laughs> right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me move on to the nineteen seventy two movie, The Astronaut. Where do you think this is going? Uh, this is about a male prostitute. I like where Ben's going with this. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. He might, he may or may not get murdered by someone set up on a date with him okay. uh, by some old ladies. Old may or may not. Those old ladies work for NASA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knowing knowing the the what we've been through so far, the astronaut probably has nothing to do with outer space um, yeah that's what i mean it has like mm-hmm. four s's in ass and there <laughs> right. are dollar signs too by the way exactly um so let's see who gets killed in this one because uh it, not so much question. killed whose life whose life means nothing in this one mm-hmm. um that's an even i'm gonna question. guess it's i'm going out on a limb to say it's the wife uh I'm going to say it's about a belittled and uh, murdered uh, uh, wife whose husband faces no consequences. 
I mean, this is 1972. I'm judging the political climate. I'm going to say this is a dystopian story where the Russians landed on the moon first and what horrible, unimaginable consequences would have happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Had they beat us to the moon. <laughs> you imagine? I, mean, I don't really want to think about it, but I'm, surely this is a grisly tale. A sliding doors moment there. Um, <laughs> this is interesting. Uh Ben, uh, I'm anointing your nuts with uh, holy water. It is. I'm giving them the last rites. They are unfortunately <laughs> oh. not oh, long for this world. First. I thought it was good. No. Uh, yeah. turn. No. Are you going to grant them a last request? If it's to be the centerpiece of a Gallagher show, yes, I will grant them that. <laughs> Do that body painting to make them look like mm. watermelons. Well, Captain Travis, you're in the splash zone. Get ready. Um, Corey or Matt, they both got part of it. I think I'm going to give it to Corey. I think Corey's for once. Corey's nuts are intact. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I wish they weren't sore and bruised. This is about a story. A mysterious accident happens to Bryce Randolph, the first astronaut on Mars. And to save face, NASA recruits a man to be surgically altered to appear like him. He pretends to land a vessel returning to Earth and then lives with Bryce's wife and children. (laughs) I can't believe that went on to be Summersby. In the end, the Russians are sending a a man to Mars and something, blah, blah, blah. That kind of gets brought in, which is why Matt was close. But sorry, Matt, your nuts are fucked. Fair enough. I mean, you got to focus on the wife murder. That's what it's really about. It's just dressed like... There's like five original stories, like man versus nature, wife murder, (laughs) murder versus nature. Man versus nature. (laughs) Man man surgically altered to look like nature. Uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Grant versus balls. That's another classic story. Mm -hmm. Right. And I win every time. That's one small kick for Grant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's move on. To an animated movie, Popeye meets the man who hated laughter. 1972. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe that was your setup and then you were going to say the actual title. No, that's the ti- that is the title. So this is when, you know, again, Gallagher was big. So this is like Gallagher does a guest spot on uh, Popeye. Popeye meets the right. man who hated laughter. And instead of... Uh, Watermelons, he smashes open a spinach can, and then Popeye eats spinach, okay. and his muscles get big, and then he goes and chases down Gallagher and saves the day with olive oil. And, and in the end, Gallagher is impregnated or whatever. Popeye, Popeye goes to Cuba, and it's Popeye versus the Cubans. I think that it's a, that that's what this is about. Okay. No jokes. Maybe there's some cigar things in there, but anyway, that's that's what I'm it's going. Very similar. For. Okay. I'm concerned with. Uh, just going with business. Let's get down to brass nuts here. <laughs> I'm just saying what I think it's about. Um, this eventually becomes Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> okay. Uh, the way that that happens is obvious, but I'd prefer if you explained it anyway. They go and do a Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> no, they do a, one of those Brokeback Mountains. <laughs> I am Bluto. Hmm. Yeah. I wish I could quit you. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't done a Popeye voice yeah, in a while. I've seen a Popeye. You never even eat that spinach. You like yeah. to say, yes. Yeah. Right. That's how Popeye nuts. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's a little too weird. <laughs> oh, now I hate laughter oh, yeah. and Popeye. Well, blow me down. I guess Matt's the closest, just because he mentioned spinach, and there was something with spinach in the summer in the. the well, come I guess, on. but. 
Look, Matt, your nuts are saved when it's by a technicality. I mean, if, if you're happy with that kind of a it. victory, then I guess I won't smash them, but I mean... I am not, but my nuts are. So. I proudly put mine on the chopping mm. block. Well, uh, anyway, it's about an evil scientist seeks to eliminate all laughter in the world. So, he hatches a scheme to get rid of the Sunday funnies. The source of laughter? Being a huge fan of the Sunday funnies, <laughs> the President of the United States takes action by calling together the heroes of the adventure comics to rescue the prisoners. But then they got trapped also in something, I don't know. They got out of it eventually. But it's it's like all of the comic the 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 comic strip characters coming together sounds like a hot yeah. pile of shit. Oh, I <laughs> imagine it was. I mean, you got the cats and jammer kids in there, Ben. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Snuffy fucking Smith, High and Lois, Beetle <laughs> Bailey. Now, Ooh, I love Beetle at the end Bailey. when Andy Cap comes out right at our darkest and moment. And like a dozen that I've never heard of ever. But yeah. <laughs> mm. uh have you heard of Little Iodine? Mandrake the Magician? Yes, Mandrake. I have Steve heard of that. Steve Canyon? Bringing up Father. <laughs> Ooh. Huh? I see what they did there. Huh? Oh. Huh? Bop, bop, bop. That should Sometimes. be baby. Oh. Oh. Okay. Those kids are raising uh, you. You think you're way. raising them? My no stars. Fucking way. Get that oh, one my the stars. way home. I got you. Yeah. Well, move on to another animated movie. The Red Baron, 1972. The Russians beat us to the moon. Okay. And again, it's a dystopian future. And as we can project what horrors would await, a Red Baron uh, rules the world and takes over freedom-loving United States. Okay. This is a euphemism for a woman having her period and the wife gets (laughs) murdered. As she should. Right. Rightfully. Bring that sort of curse upon our house, of course. Not saying because of that, but she gets murdered. She well, anyway, why. yes. Um, this is about the son of a well-to-do couple, witnesses his parents' murders, or his parent, and uh, turns to fighting crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, under a guise. Um, this is called Popeye. I think that's what this is about. That's Popeye. Wrong, 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 You suck. Is that right? No. Come on. Um. Not that Popeye. Oh no, not that Popeye. Popeye Doyle. Oh, Jimmy Popeye Doyle. Popeye Doyle. French Connection. Red Baron. Pretty much. Um. You know what? Fuck all your nuts. They're all fucked. Um. This. This. Uh. This. The Wikipedia summary for this is very poorly written, and I will read just one sentence of it. This animated movie features the Red Baron, who is cast as a heroic, blubbery old corgi in a world set featuring anthropomorphic animals, mostly heroic dogs. What? I don't... Yeah. It's, the Red Baron is a good guy. Wow. And is a blubbery old uh-huh. corgi. And mostly it's heroic dogs. Whoa. And the sequel, Whoa. Hitler, who's a lovable <laughs> He's a uh, lovable dachshund. <laughs> Who saves the day and has nothing to do with his namesake. You know, a hero, Who like the Red Baron. The hero. the hero. Oh, Whoever boy. Whoever wrote that had a pointy helmet, anyway. <laughs> do you think Alf Alpha was supposed to be like one of those, is like a, a German story because he has like the little point sticking up there? 
Is that? I always I assumed that's what was going on. <laughs> yeah, it's a he pickle home, Nazi, yep. right? I mean, you got the pickle album. Yes. Uh, anyway, moving on. This one, this is a good one. The girl most likely to dot dot dot, 1973. Yeah, this is an adult film that ran in uh, uh, theaters that smelled like bleach. It ran in those porno home theaters. <laughs> porno <laughs> home made for, yes, TV. Made for TV porn movie. Yes. <laughs> this is this a sequel, or this is just a movie. This is there. Are, there are some sequels in there, but in in this world, but uh, this is not one of them. I thought it was a girl based on this is a sequel to the girl most oh. likely. But... <laughs> just fucking you piece of shit. <laughs> it's like well, that's a pretty obvious joke. Yeah. Sucker punched Grant with oh, it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, this is about two families. Dude, that's their um, fuck, dude. I don't care what you say. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, why are you even trying? <laughs> All right. So this is The Brady Bunch meets The Diary of Anne Frank. Um, and it's set in uh, colonial South Africa. Mm-hmm. You cast a wide net, and it exists somewhere in that net. Anyway, Matt, you got any any ideas? A girl most likely to. Uh, this uh, it's about a girl who, um, you know, shows a lot of gumption and works hard, and she goes to college and gets a degree and ends up getting a pretty good paying job, even though maybe uh, you know women at that time weren't doing these sorts of things. And she she really kind of makes a name for herself, and even she has a both she has both family and uh, you know the career, and she turns out she's the girl most likely to succeed. Well, Matt, you were the closest. Uh, you hold your nuts tight tonight. Uh, they're <laughs> they're with you for another couple minutes here, I guess. Uh, the here's the summer. I was actually, uh, actually kind of getting to enjoy that uh, <laughs> kicking. I don't know if that's uh, is anybody else. Uh, is that just me? <laughs> the sweet blistering pain. I don't know what you're talking here's about. Here's a summary. An ugly girl is constantly changing colleges because she can't find a boyfriend. Everyone mistreats her because she's so ugly. But after a horrible car accident, reconstructive surgery results in her becoming beautiful. Now, unrecognizable as the old her, she goes around murdering all the people who mistreated her before. (laughs) (laughs) Then, the police detective, who's working on the case, knew the old her and loved her. Ultimately, he solves the case, has her sent to prison, then marries her. (laughs) <laughs> While she's Knowing in she's a murderer, the but he fuck? knew the old her. I really hope that the early part of the movie, the ugly her, is just her with glasses, and then when she has <laughs> reconstructive surgery, she just doesn't wear the glasses anymore. Like, I hope that's they how do they that thing that where off. you can like see the forceps like pull the glasses off and drop them in like a bucket of like disinfectant <laughs> medical waste, and just just like tied up and yeah. <laughs> Have this burnt, then buried, and then excommunicated. <laughs> well, we can move on to my uh, favorite and final title of these ten. Killdozer! Exclamation point. 1974. Did you say pill? Killdozer. 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 Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Hell yeah. Both yeah. good. Yep. I'd watch them both. This is about a guy who goes crazy and uh, outfits a bulldozer. Like, he has a falling down kind of moment where he's like, fuck all this. He has access to a bulldozer. He makes it armored and uh, then just goes on a rampage, uh, losing his mind, crushing shit around the city. It's a good guess. 
Yeah, I'm going to say uh, it's, it's hard to stray away from that with the name Killdozer. Um, I'm going to say it involves um, a wife who's had enough of getting killed by her husband. And uh, hey, oh my, oh how the tables have turned, right? I want to change my... Too late. Wait, it's kill or hill? Kill. K-I-L-L. Oh, well... I'm going to stick with my, what I was going with. This is about <laughs> Senator Todd McSweeney, who is known for being the most, uh, being the, the congressman who gets things done. And just when everybody says that there's too much red tape, mm-hmm. he pushes things through on Capitol <laughs> Hill, <laughs> which is why he's known as the Hill Dozer. But uh, <laughs> then he ends up murdering his wife and. Uh, <laughs> In the 18th nickname I, I want to change mine and I'll stake my nuts on it. Double or nothing. You can get both of my nuts. Okay. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is just about Ooh, a super ugly go. woman. This, <laughs> they, they call her Killdozer and make fun of her for the entire 90 minutes. <laughs> Grant's foot just reared back and a tongue like licked its lips. Like, mm-hmm. both nuts, you say? <laughs> Eyes are bulging yep. out of my head. I shook him in my hand and threw him against an alley wall. <laughs> Seven come eleven, baby. <laughs> well, Daddy needs a new pair of nuts. You really should not have staked your nuts on that. That was a that was a bad bad mistake. You would have won had you not staked your nuts on it. Matt misheard the title, so he can't win. So by default, two sweetest words in the English language, Corey wins, and his nuts are saved. Which, by a weird coincidence, do does get things moving down there. That word, default. Uh, <laughs> installing software gets really spicy. I get colossal throbbing happens. Anyways, we've got here a summary: a meteorite crashes into Earth thousands of years ago. In the modern day, construction workers accidentally uncover it. It emits magic rays that infect their bulldozer with the malevolent urge to kill. Yes. <laughs> it's so much better than you could have possibly imagined. Oh my god, I'm looking at the IMDb. You'll never guess who plays Dead Wife 2. Uh. Killdozer! Oh god. Also, it, as noted in the Wikipedia article, in the movie... They use a Caterpillar D9, but in the novella it's based on, it's a Caterpillar D7. Oh, <laughs> come, come on. on. Why fuck it up? Uh, guys, I was just going to say, you guys right are going to have to take this episode out because I'm need to. i going to go watch Killdozer, but they, they didn't <laughs> right. even do the they fucking did. D7? The D9? Even... Come on. More, more fucking seven three. washing, if you know what I'm talking mm. about. <laughs> nine washing the whole thing. Well, uh, we're going to conclude here with a brief list. Actually... Two brief lists. Uh, there were lots of titles with exclamation points. And here are some. <laughs> the Point. Revenge. She Lives. Run Away. Cry Rape. Cry Panic. Heat Wave. Hitchhike. <laughs> Hitchhike. Some- <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. Grant, Is that a command? Grant, or what I don't know. <laughs> Grant, in the future, I think we can do this. I'm pretty sure that's all one movie that they just retitled. <laughs> a guy goes hitchhiking to now, cry this, rape about. This makes me feel better because, like, people are like, "Oh, nowadays with texting, everyone like the English language has lost its uh, original intent, and everyone you know throws these exclamation points around." Folks, they were doing it in the '70s Dude. for made-for-TV movies, and I can pinpoint the peak 
of the exclamation point in the English language. <laughs> January 26th, 1974. <laughs> he, or no, no, no. January, January 22nd, 1974. Get Christy Love. January 26th. Heat Wave. February 2nd. <laughs> Killdozer. Uh, February 5th. Can Ellen be saved? Question mark? Sort of there. February 6th. Cry Panic. Uh, February 23rd, hitchhike, exclamation point. That one month, right there, that is the peak of the exclamation point (laughs) of the line with the dot underneath it. I want to look at, like, medical records of people who've had, like, hysterical pregnancies and uh, just, like, all the the insanity (laughs) that this caused. Too many. The FDA had to step in and be, like, one a month. Uh, And here are some random titles that were very entertaining that we did not get to because I don't. The summaries were not super entertaining, but the titles quite entertaining. The house that would not die. The feminist and the fuzz. <laughs> Earth two. <laughs> A very missing person. Mad, mad, mad monsters. Dying room only. <laughs> the man who could talk to kids. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> a summer without boys. <laughs> the day the earth moved. <laughs> the great ice ripoff. The new original Wonder Woman. Hey, I'm alive. <laughs> the daughters of Joshua Cabe. The daughters of Joshua Cabe return. The new daughters of Joshua Cave. <laughs> and of course, who are the DeBolts and where did they get 19 kids? <laughs> where did they get? Oh, None of them God match. Damn it. None of them match. Oh my None God. She's barren. We let her take a couple. We let her take a couple <laughs> and then it just got out of fucking hand. Where did she get? She had six yesterday. That's all I'm saying. And I don't recognize any of these. Hey, Grant, I have an idea for an episode. You just read made-for-TV movie titles for like <laughs> 90 seconds, pause for a minute while we drink or like get a glass of water or something like that, then again, and just repeat for, mm-hmm. you know, 25 mm-hmm. minutes, something like Good that. Good news, Ben. Mm-hmm. In the 70s alone, ABC produced 453 <laughs> of these sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> One station. Averaging Ooh, one, one a week. Station. That's incredible. Jeez. And they didn't do them in the summer. Like, there yeah. were no June, July, August. Uh, God, I thought you were going to say well. What? Yeah. So there's, like, multiple. Oh, my God. There, there are all these series. It's, like, it started with, like, ABC's Movie of the Week. And then those were successful. And so it's, like, ABC's Wednesday Night Movie. ABC's Saturday Night Movie Extravaganza. Like, they, they just kept having all these other things. Some of these aired on the same night, like back-to-back. Two new movies. Two exclamation points in one night. I mean, yeah. yikes. I need a, need a I believe there actually was one where there were two exclamation points in one night. But anyway, <laughs> that's it. Little Captain Travis, if you know who the DeBergs are and how they got their 19 <laughs> children... Let us know. Contact Email us. One of those is a goat. At free legal advice podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And for uh, an album of local women ugly enough to kill, uh, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you want to protect yourself. They, they could do it any, they could lose it at any moment. Anyway, you can follow, follow us on Instagram. We're at free legal advice podcast. And like Grant always says, if you love chicken and biscuits, 
Follow us on Twitter for a digital coupon to Popeyes. There it is, Popeyes. That's a Popeyes joke. It's a callback. We were talking about Popeyes. We're on Twitter at Free Legal Pod. Sweet Pea, Olive Oil, Pluto. Yeah, and if you like the show, watch our made-for-TV movie podcast, where all of us are starred by Zach. <laughs> Zach Braff plays all of us. Mm-hmm. The House That Would Not Podcast, The Feminist in the Podcast, A Very Missing Podcast, The Summer Without Podcast, The Day the Earth Podcast, The New Original Podcast. I mean, it's just, yeah, it works every time. It's about Zach Braff killing his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but she had it coming, so it's a happy She was ugly. Yeah, so yeah. it was... It was <laughs> Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 195. This is a quiz podcast, and I'm going to quiz uh, you guys on specific survival scenarios. Um, This week, it's not so much that there's a right or wrong answer, but uh, I'm not going to be providing the correct answer. I will deem your responses uh, most worthy or least worthy. Uh, so scale of one, two, or three points, uh, one of you will get the one point, which is the shiny piece of flint. Ooh. Uh, the next up will get a sock used as toilet paper, which is two points in survival's <laughs> uh, math. And the full three points is a shoe filled with urine. Uh, <laughs> drink out of that sucker. Don't Can't tell you how many times I've... Uh, Drink out of a shoe filled with urine. I'm gonna just like, like make it put my the thumb over the hole, shake it up a lot, and just spray it over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> after you win, after you win the quiz. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we won't uh, we won't do too many. We're just gonna throw a couple of survival scenarios, and I, I want to hear how you guys would handle um, these different uh, uh, scenarios. So, first scenario: you're hiking in the woods. Mm-hmm. You see a rattlesnake on the trail ahead of you. You turn around. There's a moose on the trail behind you. Mm. What do you do? Well, I think it's pretty pretty straightforward, cut and dry. I would make some deadfall traps and some wooden spikes. I would cover <laughs> myself with wood, or with mud, and I would hide, uh, I would hide in some wooden tunnel until uh, the moose uh, or the rattlesnake came at me, figured out the trap, and then I would fight it to the death until it exploded in a nuclear device. Would you have something uh, <laughs> clever to say when you uh, nuked the, the moose? Yes, but it'll be in such a thick Austrian accent, it won't understand. (laughs) No moose is good moose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Ben, I'm going to take that as your answer. Turn internet over.